What's poppin' everybody? This is the Black Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Evan McDonald. Uh, this is the first episode. Uh, and, you know, basically, uh, the, the the premise of this podcast is to bring in kind of the, the smartest, funniest, coolest people that I know and just have conversations about literally anything. Uh, and so for this first episode, you know, I wanted to keep it pretty... Um, wanted to keep up with current events. Uh, I, as we all know, the... Uh, there are mass protests happening within the country uh, regarding police brutality and systematic racism. And I wanted to bring in somebody that I thought uh, would be great for this topic. Somebody, a good friend of mine, we've talked about this constantly, constantly, constantly. Uh, he's a writer. He's a director. Uh, yeah, it's going to be lit. This is going to be part one of a two-parter. And uh, yeah, so uh, enjoy it. So, okay, real quick, uh, yes. uh, I just introduce yourself. Welcome to the Black Hole Podcast. Uh, you're my first guest. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, you know, out of out of everybody that I know, I, I definitely wanted to get you on first because, you know, we, we, we've had conversations like this before uh, in, in just real That's life nice. for the podcast. Yes. And I was just like, you know, we need to archive <laughs> share it, share it, share it with the world. So, I mean, I guess introduce yourself to the audience um, and, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hello, listeners. What's good? Um, it's dope to be officially here. I mean, we've, we've been talking about doing this for, for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to finally execute that. Uh, so I'm Stanley, Stanley S. C. Um <clears throat> That's spelled A-S-I-E-G-B-U-L-E-M. Um, so Evan and I went to school together, we went to Emerson, um, and little did we know, we actually went to the same uh, community college until we got to Emerson, and it was like, you know, one of 20 or so <laughs> Black people on that campus. Um, but I came to, yeah, I came to Emerson in 2015. Um, so I'm a filmmaker, actor, writer, uh, originally born in Nigeria. Now I'm currently living in Brooklyn, in uh, Bushwick, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, that's the super spark notes version of, of my uh, my whole ancestry. But um, if you want to know more, uh, feel free to reach out to me or you know follow me on all the social media outlets. I'm at uh, on, on Instagram as Tramalchio, T-R-I-M-A-L-C-H-I-O underscore. And uh, that's really the only one I use. Are you are you on TikTok? I'm not I'm not really like a TikTok person. Uh, I I use TikTok. Um, it's 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 you know it's interesting. I mean it's yeah it, it, it's a good way to keep up with the trends and what's happening. And it's just like if if you're into music, TikTok is definitely something to pay attention to. Just because I mean we've seen yeah. we've seen like Lil Nas X blow up, Doja Cat you know had a, yeah, had yeah. a blow up on it. She you know she's been sure. around for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I use it. I use it, but I don't post. I feel like a lot of people don't create any content on it. They kind of mm. just con- consume content, mm. um, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. But I don't. I don't even use it as much either. You know. Right. Right. I mean, I I, I have a video up there. I, I posted a video up there just to see what happens. I got like 16 likes or views actually, 16 views, which is uh, abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah i mean it's 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 definitely i you know i i think what's interesting about zoom especially right now is just that it's kind of been a pretty decent source 
to see what's happening with these protests. You know? Sure, like, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of these crazy videos of cops, like, you know, loading their trucks up with bricks, or, you know, there's that one video of that girl getting shot at by the military in her house. Uh, yeah. Those all were on Zoom. You know, I, I saw yeah. all those on Zoom initially. So, Wait, like, you, I, you mean TikTok or Zoom? Uh, TikTok, my bad. I'm like, right. yeah. Uh, it's all video. This is the apocalypse. It's all the <laughs> it's same. All, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, I, I, saw, I saw it on TikTok initially. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's just like, a, a good way to just see what's happening in these short little spurts. Or, like, I think the ma- a max a minute each. And it's, it's, it's absolutely definitely. fascinating. Definitely. Definitely. I, I did see that video with the... <laughs> with the cops loading bricks <clears throat> into mm. their cars mm-hmm. and i think i mean you know right now more than ever there's like one <laughs> there's one new conspiracy theory uh for every video involving a cop and i mm. think that one was something along the lines of they're supplying protesters with bricks mm-hmm. um and i thought that was interesting and there was a time when a couple of videos were going around the internet sort of being like yeah see see the cops are you know, it's all the show, et cetera, et cetera. They're providing um, protesters with, with, with bricks so they can break into buildings and stuff. And <clears throat> a part of me, you know, if you entertain the idea, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, right? Because um, like I said, the, the idea here behind uh, political leaders in these different states and cities is to allow people to burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because if they burn out, directly you know they, it's kind of like I, I get this image of you know the little kids dropping his ball and going home right, you know? right. so everybody in uh, I think what was it Seattle right now where there's a group of people mm-hmm. um, that have like basically cordoned off um, several blocks and mm-hmm. Fox News Fox News is like tooting it as a, an, an, an anarchic uh, rebellion in Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that, and that, yeah. that, that's insane. Yeah, right. And so, I think that's that's uh, an ideal situation where you can see that they're clearly just letting people burn out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's nothing, there's no there's no anarchy going on in Seattle, um, but they, you know, a large amount of people have sort of taken this area. Um, and there's no there's no use of like excessive force to take it back because the idea is that they're expecting them to burn out eventually, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. And I want to see if that actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I also I also think we should be doing everything we can uh, collectively to prevent uh, a collective burnout. You know, mm-hmm. I was well, I was just yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I I think that's very interesting to talk about because, I mean, you remember Occupy Wall Street, right? Where that essentially is what happened. There was just a burnout. Exactly. You know, exactly. you had you had hundreds, if not thousands of people in parks around around the country. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the news covered it. The media covered it. They kind of assassinated mm-hmm. the, the movement. And eventually yeah. people just got bored. They just they just went home and, and, and <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. and that went to spark, you know, that, I, you know, a big part of that movement. Uh, later sparked the the, the um, Arab Spring, I feel. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that is such. I think uh, we we've seen that happen. Just the burnout of of these protests. I mean, not only Occupy Wall Street. I think that's the most extreme version of it. But we also just had protests against police brutality and racism before that just eventually burned out after a while. So yeah, I mean that's that's definitely <coughs> something that I'm interested to see as well because 
this is this is a little different, you know, what's happening right now. I mean, we, we haven't seen it on this scale. And on top of that, nobody's working right now. Everybody's unemployed. We don't yeah. go to clubs anymore. We don't we don't hang out with friends anymore. <laughs> like, it is, this is it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Most of the uh, average New Yorkers pastime <clears throat> aren't available options anymore. So we've all we've all been <clears throat> we've all had, I guess, a, you can call it a privilege, actually. Of being able to just sit with our our thoughts and our emotions, you know, without the 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 constant need to to work or to to really care about you know day to day grinds, and so I think all of all of this is just an emotional bottleneck that naturally happened uh, over over years and years and years of experiencing mm-hmm. the same things. You know, right right before we began, I was watching. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Dave Chappelle just dropped a new, a new. I guess I wouldn't call it a special per se. It's just a, a set that he filmed with Netflix. And it's, yeah, I, I I just watched it too. Like when I woke up, yeah. I was like I gotta. I'm after it. Yeah, absolutely. So what what did you think about it? Um, so, especially as, as a comedian, I'm yeah, interested yeah. In what you think so? So you know, I mean. I've, because it wasn't funny like it was funny but it wasn't funny you know what i mean yeah. but it was great well I, I i watched with my girlfriend and i was telling her like i feel like dave spell doesn't do stand-up anymore he just mm-hmm. tells a couple jokes and just does ted talks for for, for however long but it's they're they're genius that's the thing absolutely, uh, absolutely. i you know i i don't know I, you know i'll talk about <clears> the, <throat> the the i guess the quote-unquote special in a second but mm. i don't know if you know the story about him uh going to a club in new york after eric garner was killed uh, and a white, like he was, he, you know, he was doing stand up in this club. And no, a white, I don't think I know this. Yeah, no, it's it, it's crazy. So, and I'll, 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 you know, give you the spark notes basically. But yeah. uh, he was doing stand up in a club, and he, he, he asked the audience to just give him headlines to rip off. And somebody eventually said police brutality, and he started talking a little bit about it. And a white girl in the audience was like, uh, "Well, that's just life, isn't it?" After he talked about. It. You know the fear of being a black man in wow. America, and, <laughs> and and so everyone like it, the room went silent. Uh, and then, but what he did was that he basically told this story about how he was pulled over, and I, I think he briefly he talks about it in the, in the new special. But yeah, he, he was does. pulled over by the cop who eventually yeah. shot the young man in in the Walmart in Ohio, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but but that's that's the crazy part. People like he he took the time he, he cut out his stand-up and just had a conversation i think that's what this was it was it was a conversation like you saw him rise during this special you saw him get like yeah. angry and like yeah. serious uh yeah but you know it, it's i liked it i loved it i loved it i i, 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 loved I, it. I, I, I think the one really interesting thing that he brought up was the fact that his silence isn't compliance right like yes. he's been joking about this his entire career, police brutality, race, and all that stuff. Right. But he was like, "Listen, no, it's the whole Chappelle show." Yeah, was was him speaking out about this? Yeah. Right, right, right. But then he was like, "Why do you care what I have to say? Like, I, you know what I where I stand. You know exactly where I stand. Give it to these people to be, mar- you know, give it to the young, the young kids, the young blood." Mm-hmm. Marching his mm-hmm. I mean, when he opened up, he was like, uh, "He was like, I'm, I trust the young kids to drive. I'm just in the back seat." You know, absolutely. absolutely. I thought that was extremely powerful because you know, uh, at the end of the day, we're the ones with the energy, right? A lot of the older yeah. people have fatigue, and so they may not fight as strongly as we will. So that you know, I, I think that plays a part again. Going back to uh, the, the the burnout, where uh, 
let's be honest, like our parents are gonna burn out much faster than we would, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. ready to protest every day, every week, you know? Yes, uh, exactly. Until something exactly. What do you, you think? What do you think about it? I uh, I I agree. I, I first of all, I enjoyed it. Right? I thought he naturally knows how to uh, he knows how to condense not not necessarily condense, but to 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 summarize current events in such a way that they're even more poignant. You know, I I think I think part of Part of the issue with um, the way our political system works today is that politicians try to have really complex policy written conversations via Twitter. And you know, that's, <laughs> you only have 143 characters. You can't talk about, uh, what is it, 143, 45 or something. You can't talk about um, UBI over 143 characters. You know, these are things that you need <clears throat> legitimate political platforms to address and when he what he does masterfully right and i think i think this this comes with the skill of you know uh decades of writing jokes um it's sort of like writing a story there's like there's 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 acts to it you know um and the way he talks about things is sort of like he's telling a story and you already know the end of the story but you're still engaged anyway Mm -hmm. and that's and that's his skill and somehow he always he can do that <clears throat> still <clears throat> add humor to it right right yeah i, I mean uh, <clears throat> i you know i i think it, it was absolutely powerful like you know I, I was on the verge of tears when i watched it and like again same, this, this, you know the thing is i it's nothing new i you know for us like we we know what it is uh you mm-hmm. know we like the things he was saying i've been saying for the last you know several weeks if not years Years, um, no, years, exactly. So, years. Yes. So, so I, I, I think what's <laughs> interesting about Dave Chappelle is that he is this—he's mainstream, right? Everybody pays attention to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this was huge. It's like number two trending on YouTube right now. He dropped it like yeah. ten hours ago. Um, <laughs> and so I think his message is important to white people who watch it. Like that—that's—that's that's the thing. Yes. I, I think, you know, we, you know, there's—I've—I've I've been seeing this a lot on Twitter, a lot on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but black people are just like I don't want to have to explain this shit to to, to white people. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. We, yeah, we've it, been doing it for so long. It, it it does get exhausting. And mind you, like I I've done it right. Like I I, I feel like there has to be at least on my end. Like I I don't see myself as a teacher per se, but I, I am someone who I think is knowledgeable and wise when it comes to mm-hmm. this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I see the intricacies of it. I I I'll have conversations. I'm not gonna hand handhold by any means. But I I think what this special does is that it base it's it's like a it's it's like how can I how can I explain it? it's like you when you, when your history teacher doesn't want to teach you anymore so they just play like Malcolm X <laughs> it's like that but for white people <laughs> when, when it comes to right. this issue like that's that's right. what I feel like this special accomplishes at the end you of the day you know you know I th- I think one of the uh, one of the most important things you highlighted in throughout the whole conversation was our obsession, you know, or I should say the media's obsession with, um, actually, no, it's just, it's generally the, the populace's uh, obsession with demigods, you know, with, 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 I mean, I mean, uh, Trump's very existence in the White House, you know, mm. as a, a, a populist president um, mm. proves that, you know, we have this obsession with celebrities as 
<clears throat> people who have the answers and obviously we know that's not the case right and our politicians our politicians on one hand uh we know, <laughs> we know they don't have the answers right <clears throat> and they haven't for a long time and i think one thing politicians need to get better at is saying i don't know mm-hmm. because because when they don't know the answer to things instead of just telling the people straight up hey listen i have no idea what to do about mm-hmm. uh the economy um mm-hmm. they instead sort of throw a bunch of uh smoke flares you know to try to tame to tame our our our, our our anger our our confusion or whatever and it just makes things worse because you right. still never answer the question you still never pose the solution you're just constantly constantly uh lying or, or dancing around something and if they just say we don't know right mm-hmm. at least at least we know okay so we don't know so let's start somewhere and by right. never saying we don't know we never make any progress because we don't we don't acknowledge it you know the first step of solving any problem is by acknowledging you have one and i think uh saying not not admitting that you don't know is is in the same way uh not acknowledging that you have a problem you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. i mean you know nobody likes being wrong at the end of the day everybody wants to right. be right everybody Politicians wants politicians jobs to, especially to to be right like all the time right 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 so like you know i i i i think we are in a dangerous place right now and you know i was talking to my girlfriend uh, the other day and we were, you know I, w- i was telling her like nobody's having conversations right nobody's having mm-hmm. conversations but all, most importantly nobody's listening uh exactly you know, most importantly nobody's listening th- there's this whole thing about uh the defunding the police right people hear mm-hmm. that and they're like oh they people black people want purge night every night and like that's not the <laughs> The thing is just if you sat down and really listened to the conversation that we're having nobody's saying that we should you know eliminate all cops so you can run around going crazy it's it's like right. it's a, it's it's why are cops dealing with mentally ill people right they're not trained to do that why are right. cops dealing with domestic uh, uh, abuse when you know there there are certain things that you need to certain steps you need to take to protect uh, the people yeah. or the women being being yeah. abused by their significant other like why like i don't right. It's if, not it's if, not within their skill set to handle these things. Right, right, right. And and so, you know, I I I do think that we as a society especially now, uh and this 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 goes for not only white people, but this goes for black people, Latino like whomever, queer mm. people, et cetera, et cetera. We we're just not conversating enough. And that that's the dangerous part about it. Uh yeah. you know, I I yeah. I I had a teacher tell me that once upon a time Dem- Democrats and Republicans could eat lunch together. That's not mm. a thing anymore. You can't do that mm. anymore. You know? And 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 that's I don't know. I I I think we are in a very dangerous place where people trust politicians a little too much and they listen to them a little too much. Uh You 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 think so? I I I almost think that uh I think it's the opposite. But then again, um I think living in this East Coast uh tri-state area bubble where, you know, it's mostly progressive i mean the the large majority of <clears throat> the progressive and liberal um people caucus is here um mm. so it's easy to sort of live in this bubble and and i mean that, that's part of reasons how trump was able to get elected right we overestimated mm. the overwhelming amount of people in america out west you know out north 
Right. And and that's 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 where the majority is, right? That's mm-hmm. the concentrated um, people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you might be right. I, I think you are in in the sense that they're listening to the the news outlets that are partisan, right? There there, mm-hmm. there, there isn't really any bipartisan news outlet because yeah. they're all sort of charged by specific political uh, agendas and alignments. So there are people, you know, sometimes, right? I do this thing where I watch Fox News uh, <laughs> occasionally just to, just to just like put myself in the shoes of, you know, some random person out in their ranch somewhere in like uh i don't know alabama or something and mm-hmm. and just kind of understand um where they could be coming from and every time i watch it it's just like i feel myself losing brain cells because <laughs> the way the way the, the way they they fashion their whole their entire rhetoric is like it's just so dumb and i i how can you not see how can you not see that? You know, I, it, it, it's puzzling to me. It's, it makes no damn sense. I don't get it. Well, I, you know, I, I wonder if something like Fox News is like a, I don't know, like a, like a, like a cake, right? Where we, you know it's not good for you. There's nothing nutritional in cake. Cake is right. just a treat. It makes you right. feel good. It makes you feel protected, right? But you're not mm. really thinking about that. And I wonder if that's kind of the, the, the idea behind a lot of these Fox News people. Right or these Fox News fans, I guess, is that like maybe in their in 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 they don't want to admit that it's bad because it just feels so good to be validated. <laughs> it feels so good to have. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Tucker Carlson came out against Sesame Street talking about racism the other day. <laughs> wow. They, they, you know, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see that. But that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no. Listen, see it. CNN and Sesame Street did like a little collaboration about racism. You know, they, you want to teach kids about racism because it's. No, some parents suck and they don't know how to teach their kids about it properly, right? And uh, so Tucker Carlson was like, he came he came out against it. And there's, there's really no reason to, to even do that. Just don't talk about it. If you have an issue, just don't talk about it. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's Sesame Street, for God's sake. Like, it, it's it's one of the most precious entities in entertainment. Just leave it alone. It's Sesame Street, you know? Yeah, it's, it's nothing sacred but, <laughs> anymore. But, but you know, in, there's that, and then uh, I don't know if you know what happened with Nickelodeon the other day, where Nickelodeon uh, they they for for eight minutes and forty six seconds they stopped all their programming and all their channels, and they just repeated uh, the text. Um, uh, I can't breathe, right? Wow. And for, for eight minutes and forty six seconds, and parents came out against Nickelodeon. They were like, "We're never gonna let our kids see Nickelodeon again." And I feel like. Fox News allows that rhetoric to 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 reign. It gives it gives it a safe space, for lack of a better term, right? Like it's it's yeah. people people yeah. don't want to be called racist, but they don't want to be not racist, you know? You know, and that's 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 see that that really really boils my blood, you know? It, 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 because because it's things like that, right? That clearly lets us know that there is no. I, I personally, personally, I'm way past the point of trying to convince um, white people of their the seeds of racism that are so deep within them. Mm. Because I, I don't, I don't, I think we're way past the point of convincing. Because mm. I think there are some people, majority of people actually uh, that are complicit in the system can't be convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is, you know, there. <laughs> 
uh, was it was it Dave Chappelle who had that sketch about like mild racism or something like that? Right. I think I think there are, there are levels, of course, where it can be explicit, and I think the ones that are, there's no convincing them because at this point, it's no it's no longer about you know please please don't be racist. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm, I think we should move completely past that point in the way we shape um, the movement moving forward. I think it should be entirely entirely about uh, shaping the power dynamics mm-hmm. and not not through social kumbaya I mean of course peaceful means but not not trying to leverage their moral bankruptcy mm-hmm. because that's it's a, it's a, it's a lost cause now I think we should just focus on ac- accessing power within the black community mm-hmm. um, through all pillars of you know Western society economic um, political and um, entertainment. Uh, these these are these are very very powerful pillars of, of power, including tech, right in Silicon right, Valley, right. which is still um, disproportionately uh, black. Black tech businesses are not getting nearly as much in seed funding mm. um, compared to white-owned tech businesses. And mm. so, I, I mean, this is what you know. Most of our leaders that all got. <laughs> actually killed uh in the 60s and 70s we're all are all arguing for mm-hmm. because right the the turning point within the civil rights movement was the shift from uh social unity mm-hmm. to to power uh to the acquisition of power within the black community because power uh white the white power structure only listens to power that's right. it you know america as a whole as a country only listens to power, nothing else. Mm. Um, so you can't you can't appeal to their ethos. It's just what power do you have, are you, and how can you leverage it? Mm-hmm. And so, so I think the problem, um, and we, you know, and this is this is more so a question for you, and I guess for us to talk about, I think as a nation, mm-hmm. um, is is capitalism the problem? Because and, and you know, even even the term capitalism now, it's, it's morphed in such a, in so many ways. Like, this is no longer a free market enterprise. It's, some, it's something else entirely. But I guess for the sake of simplicity, let's call it capitalism. Is right, capitalism right. the problem, right? Because this yeah. country's this country's um, origin was rooted in profit incentives. You know, mm-hmm. via via slavery. How can we mm-hmm. maximize labor, um, but quadruple exponentially our profit margins mm-hmm. and the answer was to you know enslave people right right, right. so 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 these 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 uh values are sort of uh enmeshed you know the 1619 project mm-hmm. um is one of the the, the biggest criticisms uh, that it's had since launch was that it <clears throat> Most historians, and not even just historians, sociologists, spiritual leaders, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they're all saying that you know um, this the 1619 project seeks to uh, embed within America's historical foundations, like since its roots, this idea of uh, separation and racism, and that we can't achieve progress. If that's how we see America, but it's like, well, how else? How else do you see America? How right, else? Right. 
uh, you know, it's it's in right. it's in the history books, right. in some in some ways. You know, is is capitalism the problem? Is 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 that the the source? Because if so, what's what's the alternative? Racism, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I that's very interesting uh, that you bring that topic up because I actually had a conversation with this guy in the park uh, maybe a week or so ago uh, mm-hmm. during a protest. And I was telling him that, you know, the poor white man and the poor black man share so much in common. Right. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. you know, the poor black man deals with systematic racism, police brutality, over, you know, over imprisonment. But mm-hmm. there are certain baseline fundamental things that both of them struggle with. Right. Yep. And yeah. it's financial. It's it's. I can't send my kid to school. I can't afford food. I can't pay for rent. And, and those issues we see among all types of people. Uh, I, I, I was telling this guy that I see America as a dying body, right? And capitalism yeah. as a cigarette. That right. and, and America just keeps smoking that capitalism cigarette. Keeps smoking. Keeps smoking it. <laughs> and and it, it's what what's happened was that the entire body is starting to die, right? The lungs are are, are grayed. You know the the kidneys aren't working right. The, the 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 stomach, the intestines, they're all in pain. However, right now there's a cancer in this body, and that's called racism. And it mm-hmm. all originated from that capitalist idea, right? Because mm-hmm. it's built off of the quote unquote weaker entity. And and you know the American capitalism, which is ca- you know modern capitalism, was built off the back of slaves. Yes, but it was also uh, it, it also held down women, uh, uh, Latinos, Asian, like everybody who wasn't a straight rich white man. And I, I, right. I, I, I emphasize straight because maybe not all, like, I, let's be honest, not all of them were actually straight. But like, that's that. And, and, but that's that's the really important thing is that, yes, I right now the cancer is is racism. We have to tackle that in order for the, this this body to survive. But absolutely, there's so much wrong. There's so much wrong again, originating originating with capitalism. So yeah, I, I think that at the end it's, of the day, the 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 source is the money. It's kind, the of, it's kind the, of the root, right? Exactly. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And and because, so because being yeah. being anti-capitalist, uh, being anti-racist, uh, I think by default makes you anti-capitalist mm. because it's it's uh, it's structured in a way that you know laborers uh don't profit nearly as much as the people who hire them mm-hmm. um and that within itself is 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 rooted in america's history of sort of uh separating the haves from the have-nots which ultimately came down to, to color and that then that sort of that sort of uh, uh ideology is carried on in just about every aspect of modern society today, you know. And again, it comes down against power. You know, uh, I was listening to uh, a Stokely Carmichael the other day in a, a 1973 interview mm-hmm. um, with a bunch of black leaders. It was uh, him, uh, Angela Davis, um, um, uh, Fannie Lou, mm-hmm. um, and you know, he said, "If a white man wants to lynch me, that's his problem." If a white man can lynch me, then it becomes my problem, mm. right? So again, power, leveraging power. Because if the white man has no, uh, in in the, in in this context, the white man has no actual power to physically lynch me, then he can desire to lynch me all he wants, right? Mm. That doesn't bother me. But if he can, and the system 
supports that, then then it becomes my property. Right. And, it, and yeah. you know, it, it, it behooves me to leverage the power dynamics uh, to sway in my favor, uh, or at least in some kind of way that establishes uh, equilibrium, because there should never be, we should never feel in, in any society that um, we don't have power. You know, we don't have agency. The second we, we do and we take that line down, like the Western world will slowly start to fall apart and mm -hmm. go, go entirely towards the meritocracy that it already is becoming. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think like, what, what you know, what, what what's very interesting about the, the Stokely Carmichael uh, uh, quote is basically, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say I live by that idea, but you know, I, you know, I, I, this is a little off topic, but social media, right? You know, you have a mm. lot of people on social media, a lot of naysayers, a lot of douchebags just saying, oh, you know, uh, you know, F black people, you know, F, mm. you know, these niggas. But, you know, what, what the thing is, that's, you know, and I, I, people were like, hey, why don't you, you know, clap back at these people? And it's like, that's not my fight. You know, that's exactly. my, my, my fight is <laughs> in real life. It's, it's ensuring. Right that right. if, if I have a group of four black men, one of them don't go to prison, right? It, it's ensuring right. that, you know, like my <laughs> brother doesn't get shot by a cop. Like that is my fight. The fight That's is, is it, it's not online. Like, I mean, it, it's not with these these weirdo kids on 4chan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, it's, like it's, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's I, I remember when I, was, when I was walking around campus one day and I saw you, uh, I think this was kind of like around when we started the first out, mm. and I and I saw you with the Malcolm X book in your uh, autobiography of Malcolm X mm. in your back pocket, and I instantly remember thinking, "We're we're on the same wavelength." Yeah, and and you know, and based on this conversation, it's like what what Malcolm said about uh, um, you know the northern the northern fox and the southern wolf. You know this dynamic of uh, the the American white liberal being more dangerous than mm -hmm. the, 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 the the you know southern racist. Mm -hmm. You know the 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 wolf comes to you and you know it's a wolf. It's 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 baring its fangs and mouth is all bloodied. Mm -hmm. And you know okay that's a wolf. And you know if it comes down to it we can scrap, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're aware and 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 you're prepared. Whereas you know the northern fox. Um, AKA the white liberal, there's this, they present themselves. And I say this too, understanding that a lot of people don't even know when they're being complicit to mm -hmm. the race, racist system. Um, and that's what makes it so dangerous because they come at you, you know, presenting as this fox um, with, with a smile. And at least with the wolf, I can see its mouth is bloodied. But yeah, once, yeah. The, once the fox opens its mouth, it's like, it's filled with all kinds of cadavers, you know, right, bloody right. to hell and back. And that's and that's what's dangerous because you, you see the smile first and you go, okay, this person's an ally. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that. I think that has done more damage to the liberation struggle than anything, especially, I, I, I put it right up there with um, black people who are in places of power mm. where, you know, they might not be directly gatekeepers, but they can at least point us to where the gate is mm -hmm. and they don't. 
because it's you know it's it's just classic classic uh, uh, um, technique used by slave masters. You know, you elevate one of the black people on the plantation to somewhere within the caste system that is slightly above the rest, right. and so you now make him or her feel above them, right? You know, any inch of power given to anybody will be exercised. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether consciously yeah, yeah. or unconsciously, and I, I just, I just, again, you know, I, I don't, I'm way past the point of um, sitting around campfire and trying to convince white people to play along. So, le- yeah, yeah. So let me let me ask you this question uh, because I I had a conversation with somebody about uh, apartheid in South Africa, right? They were like, mm-hmm. "What do you think, or why do you think?" South Africa was able to deal with apartheid the way they did uh, uh, several years ago, and we still can't deal with our issues, right? And and this is this goes back to the, the wolf and the fox. I my my explanation was strictly, you know, you could see the racism in South Africa clear as day. It's right there, right? In front of you. It's exactly. You could point a gun at it, fire and hit you, you and you know you would hit it. Whereas in America, yeah, you have the KKK, yeah, you have mm-hmm. you know your Dave Dukes, your your, your George Wallace. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But the people they don't really have the power in this country. The people with the power are are, are they we, we don't see their racism up front. We know it's there. We know it's there, but we just don't know where exactly it is and we don't know mm-hmm. how to tackle it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I think things are changing now. You know, obviously we know or I guess the the, the mainstream now knows about, you know, the thirteenth Amendment, that issue, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the, with, prisons and how slavery never really ended um we you know people the mainstream now knows about police brutality the mainstream now knows about uh uh, uh hair yeah. laws basically right it's, and it's so in the open which is what's changed that's that's and that's what i think is very interesting is not not, not only that but the president is a racist he like <laughs> like i think i think like you know just going back to the earlier conversation oh, i do gosh. think that like we, we we see it now or not i don't want to say we as you and i we, we've seen it but yeah. the mainstream has seen it the mainstream now can recognize what this beast looks like whereas again mm-hmm. in south africa uh it was always there it was literally always there it, it, it yeah. was a, a giant uh zeppelin in the sky that said racist uh, <laughs> it was where, <laughs> it was at your doorstep you know exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah 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 it's 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 funny because uh I think I think part of that has to do with the fact that, um, for the most part, uh, white working class in America isn't class conscious, mm-hmm. uh, and so that d- not being as class conscious, um, there's still a level of, and 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 not that anyone should feel superior to anybody, but not being aware of where they are within the social hierarchy there's no distinction of um of of them and black and brown people right Mm -hmm. as far as us earning the same with any you know somewhere within the same uh um gross each year and so if if they aren't class conscious then they're not aware of how the system itself um is affecting them as much as the black people and the brown people that they mm-hmm. very much look down upon. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is changing because 
more than ever, there's, you know, we all have access to each other through social media and all these things. And so we're able to see ourselves in the other more. And, you know, uh, personally, personally, I, I do, I try to do everything in my power to uh, never, never, ever subscribe to any thought system that emphasizes separation from, you know, me and anybody, you know, the human family, because ultimately we're, we're, we're the same, you know, I, I was watching, I remember watching um, this, uh, this film uh, about the, basically the last, last pagan worshipers in uh, Jerusalem and the Christians in Jerusalem and the Jews. And the last time where the Jews, the pagans and um, the Christians were all in Jerusalem. And there were, you know, there was a group of philosophers and uh, they were led by, in some ways, by uh, this uh, astrologist. She was the only notable female astrologist uh, as far as the history books tell us. Mm -hmm. um, her, her name was Hypatia and, you know, she would teach these classes and they would be the equivalent of like your humanities um, mixed with your science. So it's sort of like a sociology and philosophy class. At the same time, you're studying celestial bodies in the sky and how they affect us. And, you know, so every once in a while, although they were all philosophers, some of them were Jews and some of them were Christians and some of them were pagans. And, you know, they would get, as people do, into uh, religious debates. And Hypatia would always sort of ground them on a simple uh, philosophy that Euclid created, who was sort of like the father of geometry. And he said, you know, if two things, if two things are like a third, then they are all equal, mm. right? It's such a simple yet profound way of grounding our universality into uh, equilibrium. Like we're we're all the same, but there are mm. these there are these systemic and and sociological. Uh, fucking mind mind fucking <laughs> that's been done for centuries right that constantly tells us that we're different and we're not you know we're all we're yeah. all really the same especially and you know this this really pisses me off when it comes to religion because especially when uh people of a certain religion feel like their spirits are another people from another religion because if your religion tells you like you know let's say christianity and islam tells you that we are all created by god a lot um, and so if I'm not a Muslim and you're a Muslim, mm -hmm. um, and as a Christian, I look down on you, it just, it doesn't make sense because right. if your religion tells you that God made both of us, how are we then any less, uh, from one another, you know? Right, right. And, you know, I, I think that's really important because, you know, obviously we, we're all fans of Fred Hampton, uh, and right. a lot of what he was saying was that we are the same you know the yeah. black man the white woman the the, the yeah. you know asian uh person the the latino person we're all the same and i you know i i, I fear that the reason we keep losing the, the we as in the oppressed people we keep losing is because we do not gather you know we, we, we yes we, i i i see Absolutely. i see I the enemy with you more the enemy is thanos right thanos is like the one percent it's the rich <laughs> white dudes at the top and like we're we're supposed to be the Avengers, right? The, the BLM, yeah. uh, Pride, uh, uh, you know, the the, the Latino movement, uh, uh, like every, the women's movement. Like we are supposed to come together and fight this common enemy, 
right? right. Like I, I if, if you were to look at it like the Avengers, we we black people are, are uh, Captain America, I guess, right? Like, right. like you know, we're we're the leaders of this, I guess, because we we yeah, we we're, we're, been, we're championing this fight. For right, sure. right. But we still can't forget all these other fights that that we're you know we we, we can't forget the other fights. There are so many fights, yes, but. They're, Again, they're all least, intersectional. At the they're end all the intersectional, and we don't have those conversations. We don't even right. think about that, right? right. Uh, and I, 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 I fear that might be the issue. That might be the thing that is making all this more difficult to to win this fight to win because we're not Absolutely. talking intersectionally. We're obviously like you know when we're when we're marching with women or we're marching with pride, we're focusing mm-hmm. on those singular issues. When no, it's not just a singular issue. It's 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 a it's an overarching issue, right? The mm-hmm. the black trans woman is is I believe the 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 most endangered person on this planet. Like they 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 struggle no, out of no everything. question, no and question. So, but we yeah. we don't have these conversations about uh, that you know th- their their queer identity uh, and their black identity at the same time. Those aren't something we we, we address too often. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I I I fear that is what drags us under at the end of the day and why i fear that you know change is very difficult to, to, to yeah. come about yeah you what, what one of the most uh some, something that just just doesn't compute for me is the immigrant who also happens to be a trump supporter that's like mm. that that i don't understand how that comes to be mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean i i understand you know, based on the, the tactics that they use, um, but it's just—it's still unbelievable. It's still unbelievable to me. Yeah. Because I—I I know I know people you know <laughs> who came to this country not more than ten years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they got their citizenship. Great for them. Um, but that suddenly makes them better now than the other immigrants that are trying to come in or the ones that are already here right, right. Uh, and that's that's always been our downfall in any sort of uh collective struggle you're absolutely right i think if we don't completely identify with one another's struggle as uh one in the same then mm. we won't really get anywhere mm. uh, and, and 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 this goes especially too for for the liberation movement within the black community we mm-hmm. don't we don't acknowledge the fact that black trans women are are, are, are suffering more than anybody anybody right right, right, within, right. within within the the uh, this country's history you know mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 crazy it's crazy what they go through mm-hmm. and we've never we've never collectively acknowledged this um and i don't i don't know if it's because you know we're i i think i think we're getting there I think I think the the, 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 the microphone is being passed mm-hmm. now as we as we go along. Um, but until we do fully, you know, I, I mean, where where do you even where do we begin? Like there yeah. there's so yeah. many so many different uh, struggles that are yet the same. And uh, personally, I don't know. Uh, what do you how do you feel about this idea of uh, a nationalist spree awakening uh, as a necessity for anti-imperialist struggle i mean this this is this is another uh i mean as as you know like this was heavy within the black panther movement mm-hmm. and fred and and uh fred hampton in some ways uh would talk about this and I, I, 
you know, we, we always used to talk about Fred Hampton and I think that's because like him, we, uh, we are social butterflies in the sense that we can adapt to any social setting that we're in, you know, whether it's right. black, white, Asian, whatever. We recognize ourselves in the quote unquote other. And so we're mm. able to thrive. So we're able to thrive. Mm. But how do you how do you feel generally? Because, and I ask this because, uh, and to be to be specific, nationalism in the Pan African sense. Because I, mm. someone like someone like Marcus Garvey, right, who mm. never ever ever, mind you, never stepped foot in Africa. Right, yeah. this man never <laughs> saw Africa. Yeah, um, but he was <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yet, yet he's arguably done more for the continent than mm-hmm. any anyone living in America today mm-hmm. um, because he felt that you know to address a problem you have to start at its roots mm-hmm. so it's sort of it's sort of like a cancer cell right you know a, a cancer cell sort of is, is a renegade cell that says I'm gonna go do my own thing over here mm-hmm. and even and eventually uh, this thing metastasizes and uh, infects other cells and other cells want to be part of this new colony and eventually mm-hmm. what happens is that body then destroys itself from within and mm-hmm. so he felt that if we don't if we didn't get to the roots of the um, cancer cell that is white supremacy or racism mm-hmm. um, by addressing how the West has literally plundered Africa mm-hmm. then we would never make any headway um, how do you how do you how do you feel how do you feel about this I mean especially especially you know as, as an African American being born right here. Well, I it, it's a very difficult conversation. I I, I feel like it, there's there's so much to that topic, right? On on one of the uh, end of the spectrum, it's like at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm an American, right? I, I was born right. here. Uh, right. My roots are here. My dad isn't from. He's from Trinidad initially, but like he he is, you know, he moved here as a child. Uh, we, you know, that is what I know, and this is the problems that I know, and these are the problems that I need to fix. We've been here for, I mean, you know, my family for the most part, I've been here for 400 plus years. So yeah. I, I wonder if I have now been disconnected uh, culturally from uh, the African continent, right? That's that's one of the end of the spectrum. Like, I, you know, absolutely. This is. I mean, I mean, I mean, you have, you have. Yeah, you have yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. you know. I, I honestly have I don't know any African relatives whatsoever. Obviously, right. I, mean, I know plenty of Trini, but that's because my, again my dad is from Trinidad. Yeah. But on the other end, you have to we, you know we have to understand that that is our roots. Like like we are a we we are victims of the the black American or just the Western uh, uh, black person who, who who originated from slavery. We are. Uh, we have to recognize our roots and that we are victims of a long, 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 long line of exploitation of a single continent. So, I mean, it's, I, I feel like I don't have that conversation enough in terms of, 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 of just connection, right? I, I feel like I'm so ingrained in mm-hmm. this struggle in America because America is different. You know, it, it's such a unique bubble in itself. You know, I, I oh, actually yeah. believe that the black Absolutely. American is like no other black person on this planet. I, I think that the black sure. American probably suffered more so than any like large group of people uh, in, in modern history. Um, mm. So I, you know, I, I can honestly say that I don't have those conversations enough. Obviously, like I still talk, I know about what's happening over there. I know what's happened. I know, you know, the, you know, the, what, what has been plundered. Um, and, and continues to be, to be, to be plundered. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, um. 
one one of the things that really like breaks my heart is just to see what Christianity has done to that continent and and the the culture. Mm. I mean, obviously it's happened to us in America, but what's very, I I think what's what's interesting is that you know we were brought here and assimilated and so ingrained within this culture that that is all we have, right? We 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 are just the Black American, whereas you see what Christianity has done to Africa over the last several hundred years and it just doesn't fit right. It's just not, right. it just doesn't, it's not right. You right. know? Um, and, and it's, it's, you, you can see that like you, you like, obviously, uh, it, what was it in like 2009? I found out, uh, there was, there was a, 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 a town, I forgot which country it was, but there was a town that burnt witches, right? Like that's a very Christian idea. It's a very European idea. So I, you know, it's, it's, I don't know how I don't know the answer to that. You know, I don't I don't know if Marcus Garvey what he did was the answer per se. I don't know if that was the cure. Maybe it was a band-aid. I don't know. I don't I don't I mean, you know, I, I know if we, we a couple years ago we had a conversation about Gaddafi, who was mind you like a really bad dude, but he had the <laughs> the, the idea of the African uh still, still revolutionary, none right. Yeah. right, right. And so, you know, going back to that conversation we had earlier, it's it is about power and power is money. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know, maybe maybe I, if, if yeah. I, I don't um I, you know, similarly, I don't, I don't have the answers. Uh, I'm not sweat, but I think, I do think there is a, uh, a way to go about it. And I don't think, I don't think black nationalism is the entire answer. Mm-hmm. I think, I think a, 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 an amount of black nationalism is, mm-hmm. um, for, for example, you know, I do remember uh, because the, the whole the whole concept, right? The, the main goal with black nationalism is to instill within the black consciousness um, on, on a global scale an mm-hmm. idea of uh, belonging, mm-hmm. an idea of uh, identity that isn't mm-hmm. rooted in slavery or racism, and that's mm-hmm. a big one because mm-hmm. I, I I remember. I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Uh, you know, being born in Nigeria, I, I grew up there for basically nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I first came to this country, I, I I I noticed that there was sort of a difference between how I saw myself and how a lot of the Black Americans around me saw themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up seeing only people that looked like me every day. Right. You know? Occasionally, of course, you know, you see white people on the TV, but it's different. You know, I'm not, I'm not constantly being inundated with ideas uh, of being less than. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's very pivotal in a child's development. And so I kind of walked around with this sort of sense of pride. Like, I, I'm not as indoctrinated within this racist structure as all of you are. Mm-hmm. And as I got as I got older, I noticed that by default I then did because now I'm around, I'm I'm at the eye of the storm. But but um, I had passed a certain threshold where complete and total sinking in of that idea could happen because mm-hmm. you know it's within they say like 
the first six years that a child really is really really sort of the ego starts to form based on um principles and ideologies that the child is surrounded with from you know year one to six ish right uh, and i came here when i was nine so it was different and i and i, and I realized that you know there's so many france france phenomenon writes about this in explicit detail in uh wretched of the earth mm-hmm. um and i i i do think that because so many of us have left africa um those of us who were born there and then you know went abroad london china uh, united states india typically in nigeria that's where we tend to go to mm-hmm. there's been a there's been a massive brain drain from africa beyond you know um, the transatlantic slave trade. I'm talking about the modern times, post-industrialism, mm-hmm. because we none of us go back, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so it's it's sort of like we see how bad it is there. You know, I I I went back last year um, for the first time in a long time, right. and it was just a really really poignant reminder that at some point I think it's I owe it to my my ancestry. I owe it to uh, the people who were part of my upbringing over there, beyond mm-hmm. my immediate family, to take the knowledge and the resources that I've gained from participating in the Western world mm-hmm. over there, and effect some level of change because it's it's not going to happen with the old regime. I mean, Nigeria and most other countries in Africa, period, are still they don't have leaders; they have rulers. You know, people right. who continue to assist in the plundering, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, to, to stopping it and there's this sort of like privileged place that uh, the Western world comes from when they talk about Africa it's like all oh, Africans are African countries are so so corrupt mm-hmm. um, and my response to that is I've, have you seen American the American political system like, like this this country is beyond corrupt politics yeah. is no longer about policy it's about money yeah um, the, the two-party system is is even more fucked than it's ever been mm-hmm. and and unfortunately it's like black people overwhelm overwhelmingly still vote the uh, democratic right right um and we know for sure that democratic interests no longer applies specifically to uh to to black people like clearly clearly it doesn't i mean there there are some people on, on both sides even both republicans who are quote-unquote good guys but it still ultimately comes down to the political machine as a system and how it functions. Until that changes itself, the, 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 the changes that we need to see in terms of policy won't come about. Mm. It just won't. So that was episode one of a two-part episode. Uh, also just episode one of this series. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I want to apologize for the sound quality. Uh, unfortunately, I was out of my typical studio and I have my typical setup. But, you know, the content's still there. It's still pretty dope stuff. So, yeah, definitely definitely give us a follow. Okay? Give us a like. Um, subscribe or whatever. Uh, you know, write in the comments. Tell us what you like about the show. Follow me at Evan Even on Instagram or Evan from MySpace on Twitter. Um... You can follow Stan at Trimlaccio. I'm going to put that in the description as well. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely tune in on Thursday for part two of this two-parter. All right. Peace.